My guest today is the unofficial oat milk latte queen, therapist and productivity coach for female identifying entrepreneurs. Ash McDonald combines mindset, cycle syncing and time strategies to help menstruating women increase productivity and profit in their small business. I was super excited to dive into this conversation and I'm sorry, I probably say that every single episode, but I found out about Ash. Actually, I watched a, a talk that she did on the Fill Up Your Cup Friday, which is my friend Grace, who was also on uh, the podcast, Grace of Quench Collective. She does this amazing Fill Up Your Cup Friday. I usually watch it on Sunday because it's 2.30 a.m., Australian time when they're live and and Ash was this amazing source of scientific the nuts and the bolts what you what the basics that you need to know to get your head around cycle syncing but she also gently nudges you and she, she's a really really amazing woman let me tell you that she gives really great support for women in business both emotionally and obviously physically and sneaky little fact <laughs> I thought this is really cool when Ash told me this before we started recording that she scheduled this interview purposely in a phase of her cycle that allowed her to come as her full self with energy and playfulness and that she did. And you can imagine that it probably wasn't while she was on her period. So example right there of how you can maximize your cycle to your advantage. As always, I love connecting with guests who give this straight up support. They, they have some tools, they have the answers that I know will really help you in this the women in this community. But the beautiful thing about this conversation between Ash and I is that we went beyond the office. We went to other rooms of the house, you could say, which I think is testament to a woman that really values her physical and mental wellness on all levels. And it doesn't just stop in one area of her life. We talk about motherhood, we talk about sex, and we talk about most importantly, that the the power that you will regain as a woman by simply tapping into something that if you have been lucky to have been born into a body that has female reproductive organs, then this opportunity to tap into a monthly cycle has always existed for you. And you'll get to know so much about why this is such a beautiful superpower that we have. This is a fun, jam-packed conversation between two women, between Ash and I, who really genuinely care about you. And we really want you to have a sustainable, enjoyable and productive time in your small business or career, which is why this is such an asset if you can start to understand this and implement it in your own life. Okay, let's get on with episode 66, shall we? This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome to the True to You podcast, Ash. It's beautiful to have you today, the oat milk latte queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to be here. And I now wish I had an oat milk latte in front of me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to deny you of that. It's probably, is it a little bit late in the day for an oat milk latte or never? It's a little bit late. Yep. <laughs> a little bit late in the afternoon for something like that. Yeah. And I'm sure being the hormonal queen, I mean, maybe, you know, you um, you always have your exceptional days, but you're probably pretty dialed in when it comes to things like that. So absolutely. Yeah. Very, very conscious of what affects my hormones and what does not. And that is part of what we are going to talk about today, because I wanted to get someone on the show that is very... Um, I guess, both knowledgeable from a personal 
perspective uh and then also this is this is basically the 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 structure that you use to to coach your ladies is around your cycle and so when we're talking about cycle today we're talking about your menstrual cycle your period whatever name you love to give it uh but essentially ash's work is around using the cycle as a tool and I think when I started doing this work, probably five, maybe five years ago, not super seriously, but dabbling, because I think that's how people get into it, isn't it? They're like, oh, all of these people are talking about cycle tracking. Yeah. And so when I started to learn about it, I started to realize very quickly how much this was a superpower. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so unfortunate that... And we'll go into this, that our <laughs> education doesn't always uh, support us with this and how much it would could revolutionize even, you know, our high school education. Imagine if we knew all of this stuff and yeah. how it would help our productivity and things like that even then. So, yeah. yes. So first question I want to get into is a little bit about your story. And I was just saying to Ash before we started to record the episode that, If you're interested to dive into her story a little bit more, you should jump on her Instagram and she has an Instagram highlight. I don't know the exact name of it. What's it? Do you remember what it's called? My story. story. Yeah, just my story. And you can hear a little or see a little bit through pictures. I don't even know if I would have a lot of those pictures that she has like going back years and years and years. And it's a really beautiful way to get to know Ash. But for the listeners that aren't yet jumping on your Instagram uh, profile, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to be a cycle and productivity coach now, but you've come through a few different business transitions along the way, motherhood's thrown in there, marriage thrown in there, and um, this is not what you pre- you. Uh, not previously, but what you originally studied. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I went to school for counseling psychology and I was a therapist um, for, well, I am still a therapist, (laughs) but I started to go to school to be a therapist about a decade ago and um, started in my world of professionalism with a private practice. And I worked specifically with women and couples and I absolutely loved, 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 loved that work. In fact, it's still so much of what I do uh, as, a, as a business coach, a productivity coach, a cycle syncing expert, it's all through the lens of our mental wellness. And mm-hmm. um, I, can't, I can't let that go, but ultimately cycle syncing became that secret sauce that I found through growing my own businesses and realized this is fundamentally something that women not only deserve to have, but are owed, we're owed this information. Yeah. And how did you come about it? Was it through one of your previous businesses? I know uh, you've been in essential oils and things like that. And, and worlds like that also open us up often to other health modalities and ways of approaching our life because that becomes integrated in our whole wellness strategy. How did you land on this and go, I've got to get into this. This is really interesting. I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually discovered cycle thinking about three years ago and to be quite honest with you, I was a mom of two and a half. I was pregnant with my third baby. So I'm a mom of three under the age of six right now. And so I had two wow. little ones at home. I had a baby in my belly and I had been an entrepreneur at that point for going on eight years, you know, between brick and mortar, private practice type businesses to yes, online business and network marketing. So I kind of dipped my toes in every type of entrepreneurship. It's just in my blood. But like many women, I was finding myself wondering, quote unquote, what was wrong with me, right? One day I would wake up inspired and motivated and excited. And the next day I would wake up depleted and irritated and completely uninspired. And sometimes I was super productive and efficient and other days I couldn't do anything. And of course I was pregnant at this time, but I noticed a lot of people as I was trying to share with them as a therapist and probably what you'll see in my story is that I'm I'm very open. I'm an open book. I believe that authenticity and, and true connection comes through empathy and empathy only happens when we share our truth. Right. And so I was sharing with people like, this is what I'm feeling and it's chaos and I don't know what to do. And da 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 da. And people just kept saying, Oh, it's just your hormones. 
And at some point being, again, you know, I have two master's degrees. I'm kind of a a research nerd by heart. Um, But even in private practice, I was very much a, let's look at the root cause. I was never somebody who prescribed medication. I was always a therapist who said, what is it that you're eating? How frequently or infrequently do you eat? What does your sleep look like? look at all the fundamentals of our body systems that do in fact impact our, our mental wellness. And so at this point, it was just kind of a no brainer. Like, what do you mean by it's your hormones? Like I've got to know. And so I just got to work and I learned about cycle syncing and I started to implement it when I was pregnant, um, through moon phasing and moon cycling, because I was obviously not getting a period. And then, um, I started to implement it and I implemented it for two years before I ever told anyone about it. And partially is because I sort of, again, I think because of my history, have this core belief system that I'm not in the space to teach until I have truly tested it myself and utilized it and found proof in in what does and does not work. And so about a year ago, I started to teach it through the lens of um, individualization, because a lot of times when you read about cycle syncing, it's very much... um, a box, if you will. And I teach in everything I do, whether it's mental wellness or time hacking and productivity or cycle syncing, I always teach through how can we personalize this to honor who you are and how you show up. And and cycle syncing tends to be this, if you're in the menstrual phase, you're this, if you're in this phase, you're this, if you're in this phase, you're this, and it's not that black and white. And so I wanted to create a, a methodology that would teach women you can do this and you can do it in alignment with who you are. And, and I mean, bottom line is cycle syncing was the, the, the thing I was missing. It was the missing piece between being really super ultra present in my home, laser focused in my business, massively productive in all areas and free, free mm-hmm. to feel good all the time. That health optimization that truly brings joy into every yes. part of life. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's so heartbreaking that, we go through so much of a part of our life and oftentimes if you've had a a cycle that's irregular or uh, you get painful periods or or whatever has gone on for you, but generally the consensus is, is that, like you said, there's something wrong with me for feeling different at different parts of the month and also maybe there's something wrong with me because I'm have these symptoms and some some of those symptoms uh you can I know through cycle syncing that a lot of women can actually start to support themselves and I'm very mindful of my language but those symptoms can become reduced through tuning and simply it's at the core of this wouldn't you say is it's a form of self-love and it's a form of intimacy and yep. I think we're so detached from our bodies and because we grow up in a system that systematizes us and wants us to work in a cubicle and be productive 24-7 and it's like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To your point, it, the, the systematization of everything is actually that everything was built through the lens of how a man cycles. And so mm-hmm. men have their own cycle, their ebbs and flows of different energies, and they happen to be in a 24 hour period. And so everything that was crafted in society from the, the nine to five job to the happy hour time of day to like everything was crafted around how a man shows up best. So the early morning meetings to the later afternoon socialization, that's due to his energetic ebbs and flows. And for so long, women have been trying to stuff themselves inside the box of a masculine energy, wondering why can't I do this? Because it's been coined as as a system, but it's quite literally just, it's a male mentality, right? Like it's just what works really well for them. And it, it goes to, it goes with productivity and business, but it also includes our wellness, our fitness, the diet programs, the fitness programs, they were built for men. Mm. They quite literally set women backwards because while keto is a really awesome thing to utilize during one phase of your diet, it actually has really bad long-term side effects if you use it in other certain phases of your cycle, right? Like, and we just weren't taught this stuff, which is why clearly I get super passionate because at the end of the day, like, I can't imagine where I would be if I knew this stuff when I was, well, I got my period when I was nine. So when I was a nine-year-old girl, 
how different my life would have been if I was given permission to feel and be who I was, as opposed to always feeling like I was wrong. Yes. Yes. You, yeah. I mean, we could go this, this, (laughs) this part of the conversation could go all sorts of directions. And uh, I think you're, you're a hundred percent right. And it's part of, I think the, the global shift in consciousness is, is about bringing more of this work into the mainstream and have it being, because it was many, many, many years ago, you've probably read Red Tent and the Red Tent mm-hmm. books like that, you know, that there was, a, it was a sacred time for us. And a lot of people, there's one woman that I follow, Ra Goddess, and she talks about this time of COVID as being like a sacred pause. And it's almost like we've been in the winter of our cycle, just an extended winter. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't necessarily sign up for this longer winter and so I think on a macro scale, we can we can tap into the energy of what's going on cyclically for us, but also understand perhaps this is also part of what we need in order to make this world a better place, a much more equal place, a much more uh, diverse place because we celebrate these things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I'm interested to know because you said – you got your, uh, started your cycle at nine. And, uh, at that time, I mean that we're still, we're still pretty young then, but I know for me, uh, going through high school, like your period is something that you don't even, you don't talk about. You don't really want to even know that it's happening. You want to just be able to get on with life and be a teenager and, and have that happen in the background. But I'm interested to know, the women that come into your mentoring program, into your coaching program, the the work that you do around the cycle and opening up about your experiences and how it's affecting your life on so many layers, you, you do focus a lot on business. How connected do these women become because they're working with their cycle does it create a depth amongst your community that you didn't even expect yeah more than I could ever say in fact I did um gosh just under two years of almost strictly one-on-one work obviously coming from a therapy background that felt really organic and natural to me and I just kind of went with it and for a long time I really wanted to move into the group space, but there was just a nervous, I mean, I'll be honest, there was this like imposter syndrome of like, can I do this? Can I do group? Can I, you know, whatever. And I just recently, um, gosh, it's been about a month and a half now that I've been in the group that I launched the ambitiously aligned arena. And I can't even like form words for how incredibly beautiful it is to see these women. I think the connectedness of the stuff that I teach obviously is really mental wellness focus. So we're talking about really deep stuff and limiting beliefs, but then when it comes to the cycle, like we've never been given a space to talk about this kind of stuff. Mm. And when we are, when we have a safe, like very safe, organic, authentic space to say, here's how I feel, or, or quite honestly, to have a space to say, Hey, there's this one period in my month. And ironically, it's not typically when we're on our period, but there's this one time in my month where I quite literally question whether or not I should be married to my husband or whether I'm meant to be a mom or whether I'm And to hear to basically what I call it is shattering shame. The only way that shame is shattered is through communication and authenticity. When we're together and I say something like, I feel like there's something wrong with me because I'm not motivated on certain days of the month. And another woman says, I feel that too. The shame within me is quite literally shattered into a million pieces. Mm -hmm. And shame is one of the boldest, strongest things that holds us back from our greatest potential, but also from our greatest connection, right? The depth of connection comes through these moments where we realize we're not alone. And I think that cycle syncing is, is that path of like, it's our biggest kept secret. It's our biggest kept secret. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this interview, it is the one thing that we were like biologically owed at birth Mm. Here happens in your body. Here's why it happens. Here's, I mean, even down to the most recent thing I was teaching my clients is how to quite literally balance your hormones and how to protect your endocrine system. Most of what I taught these women looked at me like I never knew that. And it's such simple 
tiny little audits. And, and most of them are in the space of like either aha, you know, like, oh my gosh, like aha moment to like, oh my gosh, how did I not know this? How did I not know that something so simple that I've done repetitively over and over and over for 30 some years was causing all of these ripple effects and how I feel and how I show up and my mental wellness. And, ah, I mean, it's just like, it's such simple yet profound information. And it creates a depth that, um, I mean, I'm literally obsessed with what I do. (laughs) Literally. Uh, And that's, (laughs) that is so good. I think obsession with a topic shows that, I mean, obviously that this is something that's really on your heart that really, has that depth for you. I, I can see you doing this for a very, very long time and it will obviously it will evolve and things like that. But obsession is a really great thing, guys. <laughs> a lot of women are anti-obsession and uh, words like that get a little bit scary, but I think you can see that you would rather be taught by someone that is obsessed like <laughs> than someone that's like, oh, cycle syncing, you know, like it's a good idea. And <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that passion helps drive these women to, to go deeper. I think uh, once you start down this road, it's kind of funny. You start down this road and then there's almost like no turning back, right? Totally. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's always ever growing too. I mean, yeah. I all the time, like I'm three years into my cycle sinking journey and I still have moments of aha, <laughs> like mm. every month of just like, oh my gosh, or moments of like, okay, there's that reminder. I knew that I it would have made more sense for me to schedule this during this time, but I ignored that wisdom and I did it anyway. And here I am feeling exactly how I knew I would feel, you know, like you get, you grow towards this alignment that we're all searching for as you learn more about yourself and create this like natural intuitive connection with yourself. And, and it's not, I always tell women, it's not about perfection. It's about permission. I don't want you to say like, no, I won't drink that alcohol or or, no, I won't stay up late or no, I'm not going to have cake, you know, whatever. Like I'm never going to say that. But you know how good it feels to to rather than say, I don't know why I'm breaking out than to say, well, you know, I really enjoyed that cake and I made the choice to accept these zits and I am okay with it, right? Like instead of feeling like life is happening to you, against you, mm. it's recognizing that life is happening for you and it's all your choice. Every aspect of your life is your choice. Yes, yes. And I think something magical also happens. I know that you have really enrolled your husband in this and probably even your your children too. Like why shouldn't they, why shouldn't your boys not know about this stuff, right? They they might be, you know, with women one day and <laughs> it's going to help them <laughs> a lot. Either, either way, like, and I always say that, yes, my do- I have a daughter and two boys and for sure my daughter will know it, but absolutely mm. at this level, my boys will. And, and, you know, I don't care who they choose to love, but at the end of the day, I want them to be the kind of guys that are in school and they see a girl start her period and rather than point or laugh or feel nervous or whatever a a normal, quite honestly, unknowing boy might do. I want my boys to be the kind of boy that gets up, takes his jacket off, ties it around her waist and takes her to the clinic or helps her. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want to raise men that aren't afraid of women. Mm. Oh, (laughs) truth bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We need that, don't we? Yes. Nobody wants to marry someone yes. after themselves. <laughs> I mean, we could go there, but you could also say that's why the system was created because they were so scared of women's power. I mean, women have always had a a really mysterious power, I think, to to men and you can see that's why a lot of women who did speak out and did understand this stuff whether you want to call them witches or whatever it is but that they were the ones that were banished or probably killed you know back in the day and it's because this all this stuff combined allows us and you know be and be okay with riding the wave of emotions too I think the the cycle stuff allows me to go ah stay 21 yep this is the this is the day (laughs) yeah probably probably going to be hating on myself today. (laughs) 
And I always tell my clients, like, I'm, I, we're staying at the amusement park, the amusement park for women, we will stay here, but I'm going to help you get off of the roller coaster. And I'm going to lead you to the lazy river where you are going slow enough to know what's coming next, where you mm. have the wherewithal to make a shift or to make a change where it's natural and it's good. Like the hormones don't just stop. You don't, when people say you're hormonal, they're 100% right. It's yeah. just a matter of do you ride the waves of hormones? Or are you on that, that roller coaster going loop de loop and having no clue what's coming next, screaming the whole way down, right? Like we're not changing where we're located. We're just changing the ride. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. Okay. I, I was curious because something you wrote on your, your website was around the fact that women can be so driven and busy. I say that in inverted commas because I think sometimes it's also a label to to appear a certain way and to society. We can be so busy, but we can also be very unproductive and lack structure and all of those things. Why why do we have that oxymoron going on? Like, what do you think it is that, like, shouldn't if we're drivi- driven and busy, we be really productive and structured and as well? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so much to that, but it, just in the topic that we're really discussing, this is one of the most powerful tools of cycle syncing is that there are different energies that course through our body and they, they come with our hormones, right? The ebbs and flows of our hormones. And I call it your feminine flow, right? Our feminine flow has these natural ebbs and flows of our hormones. And that changes the energies. It changes the neural connections in our brain. And so there are certain times to schedule certain things. So it's a twofold here, right? Honoring and syncing with your cycle allows you to optimize your health in a way where rather than flowing against your hormones, you flow with them, which ultimately means that you get to ride the energetic waves. You get to feel better. And I will always be the firm believer that it's not about accomplishing more as it is being more efficient in the time that you use because you have that natural healthy optimization and harnessing those hormones, right? So the one side is feeling better does equal more productivity, like taking care of yourself, that self-care we're talking about. But the other side of it is there are specific times to do specific things. I am literally saying yes and having this interview with you because I'm in my follicular phase. Last week, the answer would have been no. In fact, most people reach out to me and they'll ask, and I will say, here are the two weeks I can, or, oh gosh, that falls right in the middle of my luteal phase. And it's just not good timing for me. And the point of that is I could do this. Sure. And we tend to, right. We're pushing through and doing what we think we should be doing. And ultimately that leaves us not in the best state of mind, feeling energetically depleted. And it, it carries over, right? So whether it's the actual act of doing something drains you or yesterday drained you, and now you don't have any, it's because Again, the bottom line is going against the flow of ourselves. Mm. I I energetically do not have what it takes to do a podcast interview. Moreover, to do a podcast interview that comes from enlightenment and communicative nature and excitement, like I would just kind of be blah. I mean, my clients, I do group coaching calls every week. And last week, you know, it's a great call. Everyone had a great time. And then this week I did the call and they were like, holy crap, that was the best lesson that I've had in cycle syncing was to see the difference in your energy. And how teaching, and it's like, yeah. Well, and part of it is it's so like, I guess, opposing, if you will, with me because I am riding each wave very consciously, right? I I pull back. I'm more energetically softer. I I care for myself differently during a phase that calls for that, right? I'm curious to know. Do you think uh, two things? One word that comes up a lot with my women that I work with is consistency. Now, do you think consistency is actually a thing? I mean, and when I say consistency, it's it's I I want to say be consistent in my social media. I want to commit to X amount of posts per week. And I guess if you pre-plan all your posts, you could do them in a certain part of your cycle and then you're actually consistent. But it's just that people don't know that you've pre-planned all the content. So yeah, does consistency exist? Should we be so hung up on this word? I'd love to know your take on that. Yeah, my take is a definite no. <laughs> so my take is, yes, the, the one realm is I do a lot of my content writing all during a specific phase and, and do it that way. But I am also in a firm 
stance belief of both seasonal and hormonal goal setting. And what I mean by that is there is a time and place in each season where we hustle or we pull back. And I I believe that because I have the capacity to know that there are going to be certain times when I'm better to show up, the two weeks that I show up and I'm the greatest version of me is so much better than an entire month of me showing up consistently on social media as that example, showing up consistently on social media, just not as my greatest self, right? Like I have consistently kind of dropped off the face of the earth uh, quite a bit during times when it doesn't make sense for me. And also consistently and astronomically built my business. The more that I went in alignment with when it feels good to be there so that people really get the full spectrum of what I can offer and then pull back to recover and to care for myself and to honor my body when it doesn't make sense. The more that I honor that, the greater success that I have. And so, yes, a lot of people come to me like, well, I should be posting five times a week. And I'm like, who says? You should be posting when it feels good for you so that the content that you're putting out into the world actually aligns with the purpose that you carry. Yeah. That's my opinion, at least, right? The only thing I would say where consistency matters is consistency in honoring yourself. Mm. Oh, yes. The thing I like, though, is that you do it consciously and you do it intentionally. And if if we want to have an ongoing presence, I think it's really nice that you also share with your audience that you're probably not going to see me for the next few days, you know, over and out. And and whereas I think when we just like kind of have these bursts of energy and then leave people hanging at the same time. Yes, Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think if anything, I mean, obviously it depends on where you're at, but I think as, as a woman, our duty, as much as we're owed this information, it's also our duty to, to be a demonstration, mm. right? Women of, of natural alignment. Yes. Yes. So my other question I had was, I'm curious to know because my husband's become more aware of this stuff over the years, even though, you know, we've been together nearly 14 years, but it took, it took such a long time for me to even land on this, let alone, you know, it's been the second half of our relationship that he's, he's clued up. How easy do you think it is once we have this knowledge? Because I think we also need to give ourselves permission to rest or to go hard or whatever you need. But then sometimes we need to ask things of others and whether that be our team, whether that be people that we're, yeah, that we're working with our boss or whoever, because this is, this is partly focused on career, this conversation. I would love to know how easy you found it to then enroll others and ask for that permission or did you just kind of go in hot and say this is what's happening (laughs) and (laughs) you would like it (laughs) um yes I definitely I mean obviously it's what I talk about consistently but my husband and have have and I have sat down several times to have this conversation and I think it's you know I'm always going to be again from that therapist point of view I'm always going to be the person that wants to learn about people and I'm an Enneagram girl. So I um, have had some training in Enneagram. I'm very familiar with Enneagram. I use it a lot for how I communicate with people. Um, I want to understand what's the best way that I can share with them something that I want to share with them, but not through my verbiage. Right. So same is true with my husband. Like I'm not going to go to him like this is what I need, but I go to him with, Hey, I'm going to teach you something that's going to give you what you need. Right. And so ah. I'm thinking, let me teach you how you can get more of that intimacy that you yep. crave in our marriage. Let me teach you how you can get more of what you want, essentially, right? And so we really started the conversation around sex, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, that was that's the most interesting to him is, well, how can I be more effective here? And, and often, you know, I've been on a couple men's podcasts as well, teaching men how can you have a better sex life. Love that. Information. But it's it's quite literally like, it's this chain effect of of where a man will come to you, you know, one day and you're super into it. He does this thing, whatever thing it is, you know, and you're super into it. And he's like, ah, I win. I've done it. You know, and then he comes back like seven days later or six days later, or two days later, you know, and does the same thing. And you kind of flinch and like glare at him. And he's like, (laughs) the heck, like this worked amazing. You know? So what happens internally for him, if we're being honest, is he starts to internalize like, 
I, I can't make her happy. I'm not good enough for her. She doesn't find me attractive. Right. So the truth is when I come to my husband, I come to him with this. I want you to feel loved and cherished, nurtured. I want you to have your cup filled by our marriage, but I need you to understand a few things about me that when you know, this will help you to get those things right. Mm-hmm. It's not, can you shift your life to honor me and enslave yourself to me? It's there are certain times when I'm a little bit more individualized. It has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with you. And I'm going to give you these warnings when it comes so that I can be safe in in my space, in my head, because I don't really love getting to the point where I want to, you know, plan your murder. And (laughs) on the other side of things, I want you to feel confident, you know, and I know my husband, to be honest, he's going to kill me when he listens to all these podcasts that I record, but (laughs) he doesn't. So eventually one day he will, and he'll be like, oh my gosh, she talks about me everywhere. But I know that he struggles with confidence of, of being turned down by me, mm. right? Now he knows the optimal times to come to me where the answer is almost overarchingly yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think I, I love the way that you approach those conversations and coming at it from knowing what the other person in in the relationship, whether that be a guy or a girl, but generally what they allude to as their needs. And maybe it's based on a love language as well. You could even use that approach if you know that there's someone that loves to be really touchy-feely and not even in a sexual way, you can go there, but there will be times in your cycle where you just don't want to like you just want your space and I even have a girlfriend who's married now and she I'm not sure about their current situation where they live now but she previously had a a second bedroom and actually on her cycle she would often sleep by herself and I mean they have an amazing relationship and she was just open from the get-go that my periods are painful and I need that space and it's nothing against you, but it probably actually made their relationship and their sex life a lot better because that desire was then there. And men need the space too, you know, it's just that they do it in a different way. And I think we forget that too, that they, we think that they just want to be on all the time and breeding like rabbits, but <laughs> they need to, they need to get in the vibe as well <laughs> in the zone. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean it's such a great conversation to have, and I think once you have the conversation that gives them what they want, it opens it up to to really you know go deeper with what this means for you and to share it. And yeah, I mean even with my team, you know, I have a team meeting after this, and I, I talk to them based on their enneagram. I find out where they're at in their cycle, and they're all mm. women, so. Yeah, I think this is an important thing to know and to practice everywhere and to share it. You know, like I said, you're owed this information and you also need to demonstrate it for others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit then about these different phases of the cycle, because I know I know there'll be people at all different stages of awareness listening to this. And I think it's good to get a little recap of the science and the typical stages for a woman during a, a month, however long that is for you, what do they look like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So our menstrual phase is, is kind of a given, right? Our menstrual phase is that time where we are bleeding. So it typically lasts between three and seven days given on the given the woman. During this time, a lot of our hormones are very depleted, right? So they're lower given this is what makes us a little bit more in, inward and introverted, needing more of that rest and that space. It's actually not typically when we have a lot of the menstrual symptoms, if you will, but it's important to note before I go through the rest of this, it's important for people to understand that there is a, a, an average or like a median of what people typically experience. But I have also seen women in all walks of life experience some different fluctuations. That's not quote unquote normal, which by the way, I hate that word, (laughs) but isn't normal, but it is for them. Right. So when I teach people how to build their cyclical blueprint, they start with the education that I'm giving right now. And then they craft around what really works for them right? So menstrual is typically very low energy. It's a time when we need to be honoring 
nourishing foods, warming foods that help to balance out the cooling effects that are happening internally. It's a really important time for micronutrients. It's an important time to not eat a bunch of stuff that's going to be digestively complicated on our bodies because our bodies are already working so, so hard. I always tell women, whether you've had children or not, I'm sure you can understand that when you get pregnant, right, there's just this need to really care for yourself. Every time that I have become pregnant, I almost instantaneously become the best version of me in terms of I sleep when I'm tired, I I eat when I'm hungry, I don't eat things I don't like, I move when it feels good, right? Because I've got this baby and I'm, I, I just want to nurture this baby. Well, I want women all over the world to start treating themselves like that during their menstrual phase, because this is the time in our cycle where we need that sort of love. We need that sort of nurturing for ourselves. And then we move into the follicular phase. So follicular phase starts day one after you've finished bleeding and it can last anywhere from seven to 10 days given the woman. And at this time, our estrogen is beginning to rise as we move towards that ovulation. And the neural connections in our, in our brain start to form very rapidly. So this is a really good time to take on new things, whether it's a new workout or a new restaurant or new work, right? So I just did my 2021 vision casting because I'm in follicular phase and I'm launching a couple new programs. And so I knew I needed that neural connectivity that wasn't going to exist in a different phase. So I strategically waited till this time period to sit down and do that. Right. So Again, when we talk about the food that we need to eat during each phase, it's really important to be mindful of energetics. So the energetics of food, you know, people know when you eat foods that are denser and a little bit heavier, the energetics make you a little bit slower moving and relaxed. That's a good thing during our menstrual and our luteal phase. But during the the ovulation and follicular, when we eat foods that are really heavy and dense, it actually goes against the natural flow of the energy inside of us. And so we start to feel that, oh, I was feeling good and I'm not feeling good anymore. So both follicular and ovulation call for lighter foods, foods that are really great for our gut health. So fermented foods like kombucha and um, sauerkraut and pickles and like stuff like this, right. That's going to pickle vegetables, things that are really good for, for us in that sense, but also lighter. So salads and juices and smoothies and things like that. Right. So follicular seven to 10, then we move into ovulation, which tends to last between three and four days. At this point, our, our hormones have all peaked. A couple other hormones have been introduced into the mix, if you will, LSH and FH that are helping our body to ovulate. Right. During this time, we have just the mass amount of energy connectivity. This is typically when I I am having clarity calls and launching anything, any program that I offer because my communication skills are like on point (laughs) or you, everyone's communication skills are on point. I'm magnetic. I'm social. It's, it's an awesome time. Again, focusing on the lighter foods. This is a really important time to focus on raw vegetables because the digestive enzymes help to metabolize estrogen out of our body and uh, too much estrogen, which can happen a lot if we're not nourishing ourselves correctly, can show itself in estrogen dominance, which is the bloat that we experience or um, the cystic acne that we experience. And more importantly, it's the mental issues that we face Mm. in anxiety, depression, things like that come through an overage of estrogen. Right. So again, when I mentioned those tiny shifts, like lots of raw vegetables during ovulation, really simple thing that we could have been taught a long time ago to alleviate so many of the things that we experience. Right. And then after ovulation, we move into luteal. And so luteal is our longest phase during this time. Progesterone starts to, to rise and come up in our body because it's helping us, assisting us to get pregnant. So whether or not you're actually getting pregnant in that moment, progesterone still comes in. This phase can last anywhere from 10 to 14 days. And as the progesterone rises and the estrogen falls, progesterone being a natural anti-anxiety like hormone and a natural sleep aid hormone, you start to feel that restfulness, that pullback again. This is also when we tend to get more self-critical. This is when we tend to feel some of that imposter syndrome. I know for me, I'm always in that, like I have to really monitor my social media intake during that phase, or I can go down rabbit holes. Nobody wants to go down. Right. And so these are some of the things I teach is like your self-care plan based on your cycle. Right. So during that luteal phase, estrogen comes down, progesterone rises. It's again, we're like, think of it in a circle, right? So we go menstrual, we go follicular ovulation, and then luteal brings us back to menstruation. So that luteal phase is bringing all the hormones down luteal spikes and then it comes or the um excuse me progesterone spikes and then it comes back down but we're still in that warming relaxing delicious foods during this time though we also need all those complex carbs 
We really need complex carbs to help with the water retention, to help with the mental fatigue, to help with so many things. And again, this is why I'm saying like certain diets that women do, there's a period within their cycle where they're quite literally like harming themselves, fighting against themselves. And often this is why women can't lose weight. So even cycle thinking is even powerful for weight loss, because again, your body is not fighting like, dude, I need these things in order to survive. And you're like sucking the life out of me. Right. So those are the four phases. Um, again, I, I, I love the four phases. And I think ultimately those are the lists of the superpowers that you have every phase. I know some people hear that and hear, well, that phase sounds, sounds like crap. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have that one. Here's the thing in every single one, you have a different, beautiful superpower that you can ignite and you can utilize to the, the greatest version of you. It's not that one is better than the other. It's that you get a different like capacity, a different superpower to use every single week, every single phase. And ladies, men don't get this. <laughs> like, this is really cool stuff when you understand what it is and what's happening. Uh, you're so good at, you are so good at explaining that. You did that totally off the cuff, didn't you? I did. Pretty much. Yeah. That, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. a woman that that has definitely I can see the I can hear the research, the researcher in you, which is which is really great. So you know that if you're going to get supported by Ash, she's also read all of the textbooks and everything. <laughs> totally. <laughs> a little bit about some of the wins that your women experience when they start to do this work and does it happen overnight? Does it take a little while? What sort of wins in their business in particular, because we're a little bit business focused today. Yeah. What do they notice? I, I would love to know. I'd love to hear all the different things that, that people gain when as a result of doing this. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, a, a very um, fluffy word, but also very true is, is that deep alignment, right? Mm -hmm. The ability to go. And I, I think this like I don't love the word balance, which is why I use the word alignment, but this alignment between that work and personal life, right? To go from doing work productivity and, and stuff like that into life and not feeling the stressors of like, I didn't do enough. So I think the biggest thing is having more productivity and more efficiency, but moreover, having more permission. I think a lot of women that I've worked with, the biggest thing that they walk away from is a clarity in what they're meant to do and how they're meant to do it. Because I think once you unlock like really what's happening, on the inside here and how you're feeling, it's just gold. It's gold. All the doors unlock for all the answers that we're searching for. So I would say the other thing is energy, more energy, health optimization, a capacity, a greater capacity than they've ever had in their lives. But again, it's, it's that oxymoron-ish type of thing where you're like, I have more energy, more capacity, but I'm working less hours, mm. right? I, I've actually created this this system now where I can show up for my business, do what I'm meant to do, have greater success because yes, I know everyone wants to know the numbers. 100% women have had massive, abundant financial success within their businesses. Again, because they're launching during their, their um, optimal time, right? During ovulation and they're recognizing like, holy cow, I just had the best launch of my life. Right. And, and it's so, so true. I'm watching a girl right now that's doing her first launch during her um, ovulation phase. And she's like, I cannot believe the numbers that I'm pulling in day after day that I haven't before. And the truth is when you're launching during, when you don't know this stuff and you launch during a luteal phase and you're super excited for your business and you get to that launch and you're like, I cannot for the life of me pull out the energy to show up seriously what's happening like I've worked so hard to get here like imagine what it would be like if everything in your life was mapped out to honor how you're going to feel before you even get to that point mm. better relationships better connection better businesses better health like the list goes on and on and on and on with cycle thinking it's that's why I'm obsessed with it <laughs> it's so cool because it's available to us it's it takes a little work to understand ourselves but I think it gives us longevity as entrepreneurs as well I'm really really interested in in what it takes and people maybe choose to build a little slower as well or or they have these these little bursts and then they come back and they pull back and and it's it's so much more sustainable in the long term isn't it? You know, I, I see well, so many. Legacy. 
Yeah, legacy, 100%. I'd be interested to know in your previous businesses, did you find yourself getting burnt out and then recovering? And then, you know, (laughs) 100% all the time. I mean, that's what led me to this, right? Like I, I have built two very successful network marketing companies. I have, you know, built a very successful private practice and all of them, I was super excited. And I would, and then I would go through this roller coaster motion of business until it was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm dying. Like I'm literally dying from this business and I don't do something so vastly different now yet. I've never felt that way. Right. Like I genuinely just true excitement. And I know when it's important for me to not do business in order to protect the passion I carry for my business. Right. Like I know, and let's be honest here. I know when it's important for me to do mom, (laughs) to do motherhood. And then I know when it's important for me to, to not in order to protect the sanctity of motherhood. Right. We're constantly trying to show up in every single role, every single day as the exact same person we were the day before. Of course, we're over it. Of course, you're throwing your hands up going, I can't do this. I am scattered. I am overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. It's all too much because you weren't meant to do it all, all the time. This is why I talk to women about what's seasonal, what's right now and what's next season, what matters most in every single moment and what simply does not. And then I talk about currencies, right? Our currencies come in the form of money, but they also come in the form of time and networks. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs get really focused on just the money. Mm. I thought for a moment as that time in itself was also money. Would you maybe change your money goals a little bit and start to recognize that time is a goal as well? Would you pull back more, right? And what if you recognize networks as a currency? right? Well, I think cycle syncing gives us the key to start optimizing all three currencies in our life in a way that quite literally creates this natural ebb and flow between hustle, between presence, between joy, between striving that allows us to feel happy. Mm. 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 Yeah. Do you have resources on your website or anything like that where I've got one last question to ask, but (laughs) since we've been talking about the phases and people are probably going, how can I learn more about this? Do you have blog posts? What would you recommend in terms of your resources to support them more? Yeah. So to be quite honest with you, I'm literally in in a website revamp right now. So a new website is launching. I don't know when this, this podcast is going out, but a website is launching very, very soon and it will be chock full of resources and tools for people. So going straight to ashmcdonaldmentoring.com. Instagram is also like, it's a space that I really, really love. And so I'm constantly posting Instagram TV, you know, IGTVs that are breakdowns of each of our phases that are breakdowns into sex and your hormones and productivity in your hormones and just ways for people to come and and get a ton of free value and and free resources to start this naturally on your own. And then every couple of months I I come on and I give away a free mini course, which is how to launch with your cycle. And so that will actually be coming out again in a couple of weeks and it'll be on my Instagram for you to access, but it's yes. How to literally use your cycle as a guide for the greatest business launch you've ever had. Ah, yes. Get on it, ladies. (laughs) Uh, The last question I wanted to know, and this is this is somewhat related, but it's more around the lines of how you juggle motherhood and business. I think this is a question that comes up a lot, but I think it's also something that uh, I'm not a mum yet, but I'm I'm very very honoured to be surrounded by a lot of beautiful, thoughtful, really amazing moms that are in business and it's also a conversation that kind of flies under the radar because of so many expectations you call your your people your VIPs (laughs) yes yes and I I'd love to to close by having an honest chat about what it's like being a mama and being an entrepreneur and whether your husband's involved in your business, whether he runs the fam, like 
what what's the deal there and and how how's this bride been for you because it's it's not the immediate one that a lot of people go to because I think as women we're also quite focused on security or we need to be we're told we need to be focused on security I can see you nodding your hair you you got your arms crossed this might go a little bit longer ladies <laughs> talk yeah. to me about all the things what's this been like what's your learnings what can you what can you offer us yeah I would say and the reason why I am shaking my head is because the truth is to say I'm passionate about cycle thinking is one thing but to say that I'm passionate about moms being ambitious while they are moms is mm. a, on a whole nother level. And this is to my core, something I have mm. felt since a little girl. I've always wanted to be a mom and I've always wanted to be massively successful. And there was never an interchange between the two. And early on, I had to constantly get faced with, and even from my own parents who are loving, wonderful parents of just like, you're a mom. This is what you should be doing, right? You should just be home with your kids. It should just be enough. Or, you know, little comments of like, why aren't you the one taking them to school? Or my greatest passion is women in general, but is, is taking, helping moms to recognize and to create a community around this ambitious alignment of you can have both. You can have both. You're allowed to have both. And the truth is, I think that my greatest purpose in this life is to show my children their capacity through my actions, mm. right? To show them, hey, I have dreams and they mean everything to me. They don't mean more than you, but they mean enough for you to respect them as much as I do. Mm. And that means I have to respect them. Right? I have to respect my business boundaries. I have to cultivate relationships around me that are going to constantly shatter the shame of entrepreneurship as a mom who are going to remind me time and time again that I'm okay and that I'm good. Is it strugglesome sometimes? Sure. And cycle thinking is the beautiful piece that allows us to know when we need help and when we can do it all and when to pull back and when to push forward, right? But the, the passion runs deep in me and reminding women as often as possible, you do not have to pause your dreams for the people you do it all for. Mm. at the end of the day, everything that I build, everything that I do, yes, I want to make an impact. But if I'm being honest, the greatest impact that I want to make is on my children. Mm. The greatest impact that I ever want to make is to show my children that they can do anything. To show my children that, that their mom is a go-getter. To show my children that they can be smart and they can skip college and start a, a business if they want. That they can do whatever feels in alignment for them. But also creating the space within my business and entrepreneurship that allows me to be present and around. And there when it counts, right? Like there is a beauty in that. There is the ebb and flow in that. But also there is the ebb and flow and sometimes I'm not there. Mm. Right. Sometimes I do have to make sacrifices on both ends. And that's that ebb and flow seasonal goal piece. Right. Right now I have a two-year-old, a three-year-old and a six-year-old child. And so the max amount of hours I will ever work is 25 to 30 ever. And the hours fluctuate so that I can spend multiple mornings a week just with my VIPs. Mm. And so the weekends are just with my VIPs that didn't exist before for me. I was constantly pushing against. And I think the power in entrepreneurship is not to let it overtake the most important aspects of your life, but to let it flourish those more, most important aspects of your life. But we can't do that if we're not living in true ambitious alignment. And ultimately, this is why I do what I do, right? Mm -hmm. I have a mastermind launching in just a couple months that is specifically for entrepreneurs who want to scale their businesses without sacrifice, who want to understand the ins and outs of growth without giving up on that personal life. And I get so tired and so frustrated of hearing people preach business of be there every day and show up on social media every day and do this and do that without any understanding for what it's like to grow a business during the day and, you know, prove that there aren't monsters under the bed at night and make breakfast every morning and to nurse throughout the day if necessary. I mean, I just potty trained this weekend. So pretty much every hour on the hour I go out and I help my daughter go to the bathroom, right? Like we need, we need people. Mm. Who get mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, 
That's such a beautiful note to end on. And thank you for sharing that. So honestly, and I think this whole interview has been a riot. I've I've <laughs> loved, loved, loved chatting to you. I found out about you through a mutual friend, Grace of Quench Collective. And, and I think it's so cool because every woman that I've come in, into uh, connection with as a result is it's just an absolute I don't know, amazing, amazing kick-ass woman who really, I think what I love about you, Ash, is that you just know what you want, you know, and you're not afraid to say it. You're not afraid to tell it like it is. And like you say, ambition as a woman for a very long time, I think had one model, didn't it? It was the woman in heels in the power suit. And that's what I lived into for, because I was previously an architect and, you know, I totally, that was the only way to be ambitious. <laughs> and that's why and, I have master's degrees. Totally. I mean, yeah, wow, yeah. I'm going to be successful. I have to have all the education and all the fancy attire. And now I just live in yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. If you can take away, I think, anything from this interview, hear Ash's passion in her voice for what she believes in, what she stands by. You don't have to agree with it either, but just hear that passion and take a little bit of that and don't be afraid to to tell people what you want. Don't be afraid to stay behind it and and keep you know, put your head down and go for it because you're living proof that all this stuff works. So thank you so much. Thank you. Such a joy. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you, Ash. Thank you.